0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Matt Chat. I'm David Miracatani. Today's guest is his school's first three-time national champion, a 2016 Olympic bronze medalist, a 2017 world bronze medalist, and the newest addition to the Mizzou coaching staff, Jaden Cox. Jaden, welcome to the show. Hi.
1: Thanks for having me. It's, a, it's an
0: honor. No, I really appreciate it. I got a chance to visit with you about a month ago. I appreciate you coming on. Um, there's a lot of things here, and normally I start at the beginning, but I kind of want to jump around if that's okay with you.
1: Well, that works out, just fine.
0: Okay, so I'm, I'm going to start out with after winning your third national title at 197 pounds and you making the decision to enter the Olympic trials, and entering that at 86 kilos, 189.2 pounds. So first of all, when did you make that decision, and, and how hard was the weight cut for you?
1: Uh, coming off the third one or, or uh, the second one? Going well, I, into the World Trials or Olympic Trials? Going
0: into the Olympic Trials in 2016.
1: Uh, so going into the Olympic Trials. Uh, so I had uh, a couple of weeks before uh, the conference Championships. I had wrestled against Nebraska. And uh, I was, actually, for some reason, I was at about probably like one, 199 or so until I had to lose two pounds. And we had our original pre, you know, pre-dual workout that we do as a team uh-huh. um, to lose a little bit of weight. And I had gotten down to 193 and I felt fine, you know, things were good. And um, so from there we realized, wow, you know, um, you know we could we could go down to 189 if we wanted to. Um, and so, I mean, I think that was the time. I think we had the idea of it because it was kind of in my ear, but, uh, Right. For the most part, like that was a time where it kind of became a little bit more real, okay. um, and then after after nationals, you know, I took a, uh, took a little bit of time off, and then I came back, and you know, I, we made it a reality and uh, got the weight off, and it wasn't too bad. The first time going down when I was uh, when I was there, first time, it, it was it was pretty you know harsh on me. Um, it like I said, it came off easy. It just did not feel good, and I hadn't been down all the way you know I've been close but I I haven't been, been down all the way so it was definitely um it was definitely a new experience and one that I had to get used to pretty quick
0: yeah and you wrestled you know heavyweight the last couple of years in high school so you hadn't been that light in a long time right
1: well I hadn't been down to the one eighties for a long time um, <laughs> I I had I hadn't weighed that since uh my freshman year of high school cuz my freshman year I was 171 right um
2: and then, you know, I
1: sustained an injury from, from football in which I was, uh, you know, benched and got up to over 200 pounds. So, uh, yeah, not seeing that weight for a while was definitely something that I wasn't familiar to. So Yeah. Well,
0: you had a really short window to get ready for the trials. So what type of preparation did you guys do and, and what were your expectations going into the tournament?
1: Well... Um, Mike Iman was my, um, was my freestyle coach, and, uh, you know, we worked, like, on our feet, we weren't too worried because, uh, you know, the rules aren't that much different. It's just don't step out of bounds. You know, don't give away free points. Right. Um, and then the main thing we focused on really was bottom, and uh, just to make sure that we weren't giving away points. If we did get taken down, uh, we weren't just giving away points. And uh, remarkably, you know, I think, you know, uh we didn't end up being in that situation too often. If I remember correctly, uh going to the trials, you know, um um I got taken down uh I got taken down in the, my first match and I got turned I got turned with a uh trap arm. That's yeah. another thing. We worked on getting out of trap arms too, because that that was one of the things like we knew that with our lack of experience on bottom you know, if we got put in into situations that we needed to know to know what to do to get out of them and, and how to proceed and you know, so that's that's a big one. And uh and as time went on after the Olympic trials, you know, we, we worked on, you know, trying to you know, get transitions and turns and everything. Um and incorporate more things into our training as well.
0: Yeah. So for people that don't remember the bracket, you know, you came in as I guess the eight or ninety, depending on how you wanna read the how you wanna read it. And you, you wrestled Clayton Foster right from jump and won 7-7. Seven, seven. Then you beat right. Jake Herbert, the number one seed, convincingly 8-1. to one. And then you beat Gavin 3-1 to one in the semis. So now you're in the finals against Kyle Dake. And it's really interesting because, you know, you're a guy that came down from 197. He's a guy that came all the way up from 165. And, you know, I saw an interview where you said later that Dake was one of your favorite wrestlers. So... What's the thought process going into the two out of three versus a guy that obviously you followed his career and and liked and respected?
1: Well, I I definitely thought that, uh, you know, there were a lot of things, you know, it was like, well, this is definitely going to be a watched match. It's something that um, I kind of felt, I I felt like I uh, wasn't supposed to win
2: as far (laughs) as,
1: like, like, and not as far as, like, I didn't think that I was going to win or anything, as far as, like, you know, that's what it's being taken as by the public, as the majority of the public view. You're you the know? underdog going in, yeah. Yeah, like, I I, like, I, don't have anything to lose, you know, I'm not, um, so knowing that kind of really took everything off my shoulders, you know, it was just kind of like, well, let's go out here and just do what we do, um, and also, I think uh, for me as well, it's just kind of like, I think in that moment of make, just making it to the finals, not necessarily that it was Dake alone, but just making it to the finals, which, you know, like, yeah, like, I'm supposed to be here. I can do this. You know, I mean, uh, because this is stuff like, you know, you watch as a kid and you watch these guys or, you know, you hear about their success or the stories and stuff. And then, like, to have it a- actually happen and be in the driver's seat, um, and see it come in full force, that is something that is remarkable. So there's a lot of, like, kind of like, okay, like, let's let's do this. So, um, you know, going into that match, it was definitely just more so just trying to focus on what I do and and just enjoying what I do, and uh, and that's just wrestle.
0: Yeah, and I want to talk to you a little bit later about that because it seems like you have this incredible mental freedom that a lot of guys don't. So you win the first match 8-1. to one. And one of the things I find interesting as a guy who used to coach, you, there's very few times where, like, maybe my guy wrestles you and we go back and watch film where we're going to wrestle you again a week or two or a month later. But it's almost never like we're going to wrestle 45 minutes later. So right. you win that first match. You go back in the back with, with, with Mike Ironman and Brian Smith. What, what, is the, what are the adjustments? What is being said or done before match two?
1: Uh, well, one we wanted we wanted to be more aggressive. Uh, you know, we we kind of we, we kind of we didn't dictate as much in the in the first match. Uh, we wanted to kind of be the people to dictate the pace, dictate where we were going or where, where the match was going. Um, you know, we, and also being more active in our hand fighting um, so that we could do that as well. Uh, but for the most part, you know, it was just like, you know, good job, get one more, um, just keep doing what you're doing. Um, you know, but they did want me to dictate a little bit more. And that was mainly because the passivity rule is, is one of those things that, you know, I think even now i still got to get used to. Um, but I think that was more so, too, because we did get hit with passivity. Right. Um, it was on twice. Um, but, yeah, it was just, you know, let's go. And then uh, the second match happens. And, yeah, like you said, 45 minutes later, we're wrestling again, and uh, really there isn't much time as a wrestler, as an athlete. Like, yes, you wrestle them and everything, but at that point in time, like, I don't know how much you can really put changes in so that you're not, uh, so you can flow, Mm -hmm. but also not just simply be waiting for him, you know, and, and waiting for his attacks and everything like that. Like I think it's definitely there's, that's so short of time that it's basically like you gotta wrestle. It's more it's more important that you focus on you and doing what you do, rather than focus on what this guy's going to do. That way you're just wrestling and just going right into everything and just flowing instead of just you know trying to piece together everything he does. Um, and I think that you know it takes a special individual to be able to do that. And uh, you know and I think that uh, it, I, I think a lot of guys do do that. Like it's just so fast that. Hey, you just wrestle, just go, you know.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting, you know. Like I think a lot of us think, okay, that you know these guys are watching all this film and everything else. And I think us old guys think that, but the young guys I talk to, like you, that are, are wrestling and competing, the the theme I hear over and over is, I concentrate on me, I do what I got to do, you know, and then I don't worry about the rest of it. The rest of it'll work itself out. So. You know, you mentioned the second match didn't go your way, and now it's win or go home. So is the pressure different now, or is it still like, hey, I'm not favored, I just go wrestle? You know, what, what's the mindset there?
1: Well, I was actually really, really uh, upset whenever I lost the second one um, because I don't, I don't know if you watched, though, so the last take down that, that they got on me, I was sprawling, and, like, you know how you're not supposed to be on your toes and be on your laces. And I was scrolling and I was sliding my foot away and it kind of flipped from underneath me and I kind of lost my balance. And that's how he kind of got up and got up and came up under me. Right. And, you know, and so I flipped and he took me down. So when we're going in the back and you can ask, you know, Coach Smith, you can ask Mike Ironman, cause, you know, they both were in my corner there, but we're going back and I'm just yelling. And, and they of me at this time I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm not like yelling, yelling, but I'm saying it pretty loud. That I slipped, and that's the only reason he beat me. He's not gonna beat me again. He's not gonna beat me in the third match, you know. And like, I'm, like the whole time, then for the next 45 minutes, like I am, I am on this high of just being like Mike's trying to calm me down. Like <laughs> I just want to go again, you know. Like I just need to wrestle him again, you know. Like so, I'm pacing in the back where we warm up. Right. And I'm up and I'm on my feet. And it's just like, you know, I'm just like, we need to go again, and then they you know, go for the next match. And um, so, really, the pressure of like, not, you no, know, you win or you go home. That that wasn't in my mind really at all. It was just, I have to get back out there.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting because they're probably trying to get you to not burn energy and get rehydrated and all the stuff coaches do. And you know, you're on your mind's on a completely different plane there. So. Yeah. No. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, so you win the match five three, you make the team, and for ninety nine point nine 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 percent of us, that's a dream. So for those of us that don't know, what does that moment feel like when the clock hits zero? And I know you've accomplished things after that, but just to make the team, you know, what what was that like?
1: Um, it was really. Uh, I don't know. Uh, you ever? I would compare it to something? Like you have you ever looked forward to something, and you you've looked forward to it the whole time, and it could be just something that you thought about. Even it could be as simple as like a nap, all right. And then <laughs> you you no, know, for real, like you and you you look forward to it, and it completely and like this is something like I, I want to do this today or whether whatever it is, and you get it done and it's more satisfying than what you ever thought it could be, you know. It's kind of like that. Um, Except you don't have to go to another country to, to do more things. Um, we're so, gonna get into that next, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. Kind of like that, and like at that moment, and it really was because um, I'm, I'm gonna be honest, I know we're getting into that next, but I didn't know that of the other <laughs> activities I would have to take part in yet. So at that moment, I am on the extreme high. You know, you gotta think. There's a lot of things correlated into this. You know, you gotta think about the bracket we're in, how many national championships, how many national champions that are there. Um, yeah. And then not only that, but facing, you know, one of the greatest college wrestlers and I, and I've one of the greatest wrestlers, um, of, I, I would say like of my time or my era, yeah. you know, or just before my era, Kyle Tate you know, so, and, um, so, I mean, he's, uh, so just having that and all that happening. And on top of that, what you get out of, out of doing that, um, you know, it's uh, it's it's kind of almost to the point where it's uh, it's so much. It's, it is it's so much that it, it, in a way it's kind of like humbling just how much it is. Like you have to kind of, you know, like it's so much that you that like that you feel that like like it's like you're you're so appreciative of everything everybody's done for you and and everything that it took to get there and, and the battles and the wars and uh, and just the fun of it and. And now to see where you get to go, it's an amazing feeling.
0: I think it's cool that one of the first things that goes through your mind is the appreciation of all the people, you know, that sunk time into you. And then, you know, now that you're on the other – you're still competing, obviously, but, you know, now you're also on the other side of it coaching, you know, that you can, you know, pay that back. But it's the fact that you recognize that uh, somebody at your age, that's that's a sign of of really incredible maturity. So – for people that don't understand this, you made the U.S. team, but you didn't make the Olympics because nobody had qualified the spot. So um, I remember talking to your mom and you know joking with her that you got the world's fastest passport in like 72 hours or something crazy like that. And so, I mean, literally it was like the next weekend or two, right? And you're off to Mongolia to try to qualify the spot for the Olympics, right?
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was next weekend or yeah, I believe so. Yeah. And so what happened that that was a fun process. So what happened, I get home <laughs> not even that. We'll start at we'll start at well, right after I get done wrestling, you know, I do the interviews and stuff. Right. And then uh Coach Smith is like, All right, you know, now you gotta go to Mongolia and everything. I'm like, What? <laughs> so he's like, He's like, yeah, you got to go to Mongolia. You got to make the team. I'm like, I just made the team. He's like, no, no, no. You, you got the right to like, you know, go and qualify the spot for the team. Like now you have to go to Mongolia, which I have no idea where that is on any globe or anything like that. And, <laughs> That's
0: yeah. why you keep old guys around and no stuff like that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, like, right, he's like, yeah, you got to go to Mongolia. I'm like, he's like, you need to ha- you got a passport and everything. I'm like, I don't have a passport. And i like, you know, I talk with Zadik and everything, and, like, you know, he was also, by the way, Zadik is a great great man, a great person. But, uh, you know, and Zadik's like, you don't have a passport. Well, we'll take care of that. Don't you worry, and everything. So I get back in Missouri, and uh, I get a call from Zadik saying, all right, here's what's going to happen. You're going to fly up here, this like, one day, and then you're going to fly back on the, on the next day. So, actually, I think it was on the same day. So the first day, <laughs> I fly up, I get in, we do the whole paperwork and everything, pay it off get my passport, fly out, and I fly back home. And the next thing you know, I'm flying with Frank Molinaro, also known as a.k.a. Uh, Gorilla Hulk. Oh, yeah. And then uh, we head to Mongolia. And So, so wait, and you got your
0: passport to... in it, like, literally while you were sitting there in Colorado Springs?
1: Yeah. No, I got it.
0: <laughs> okay. That's awesome. All right. Okay. So, you and you and Gorilla Hulk fly off to Mongolia. Go ahead.
1: Yeah. And then on the way, even go there, we have to uh, we have a nine hour a nine hour layover in uh, Beijing, okay. Um, in which I'm uh, Gorilla Hulk and Cody and myself, you know, we, we've been traveling. We're, of course we've been on like a twelve hour fourteen hour flight, and so we're you know we rest up at this one little stop, and there's some chairs we can sleep on, and we fall asleep. Well, I wake up and Gorilla Hulk and Cody are gone, and so are my bags. And their bags are gone, too. So I'm assuming, okay, they just took my stuff with them and everything. So I go, I'm like, hey, have you seen my bag? And Cody's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, my bag that I traveled here with. And my bag had been stolen. Oh, my big. God.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: So all my wrestling stuff was in there, like, my, except for, like, my shoes and everything, like, my competing stuff. I had in my backpack that was on me. And everything I kind of like slept with it on my chest, but like my bag that had like my cut weight stuff, like my sweats, and yeah your workout here, yeah, yeah, it was all in there, so you know, so I'm like freaking out. I go to this front vest lady and I'm like, hey, um i my bag has been stolen, can you help me out and in English, uh this woman tells me, i am sorry, I don't understand English um, <laughs> okay. don't know. they don't one they don't know one sentence, right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, oh my gosh. Like and I was and in the moment, you know, that was kinda like frustrating for me, the fact that she had just told me in English that she doesn't understand English. Right. Um but I was just like at the same time I was just like, Okay, I I didn't have time to really freak out so much because then the plane was about to leave and so I did like a quick super round of looking around for it, didn't find it. And so I go and I uh I get on the plane you know, we finish out the trip to get to Mongolia. First thing I do is I call Coach Johnson, who's uh, coming in from Missouri, out to uh, Mongolia. And I told him, hey, can you please bring uh, more cut weight stuff? And thank goodness I got him before he left.
0: Yeah. Um, I left
1: Columbia and everything. I, I said, like, can you bring some of uh, my workout gear and some cut weight stuff and everything? And he's like, yeah, for sure. Got in there, like, I think a day or two after I was there. And, uh, you know, it uh, all went smoothly somehow in that chaos.
0: So somebody's got a bunch of Jaden Cox gear that may or may not be popping up on eBay. Is that what you're telling me that they stole from no. from the Chinese airport?
1: Yeah, pretty much. and everything. <laughs> I think someone asked me once, what would you say to those people that stole your stuff? And I think I told them all, oh, I'm not going to sign it. <laughs> <laughs> that seems more than fair, Jaden,
0: like as opposed to <laughs> pressing charges, I'm just going to not sign it. So that seems very yeah. fair. So, well, I've known Ironman forever, so one of the things that I noticed at the Olympics was that everybody had their personal coach in the corner. You know, Snyder had Lou, you know, Jordan had Mark Manning, et cetera. Um, Why wasn't Mike in your corner, and who made that decision?
1: Um, I think that the big thing was is that we had a big problem with – you know, uh, getting the right criteria for Mike to be in the corner and everything. Um, and in some cases, like at Worlds, for instance, coaches, like, we only had eight, I think it was like eight total uh, coaches passes for both men and Greco freestyle, you know. Um, so that gets split up between between everybody. Um and I think also it's just like, uh, and I think in the time being, I think it was also, you know, the right, the right call. I mean, one thing you said, you know, Mike, for a long time, he didn't train me just to be able to be coached by him, you know? Of course. He trained me so that I could be coached by everybody and be coachable and learn to take what I could from everyone. Um, so I think that was part of it. The, the big ones that, you know, having the criteria, um, there was a point in time we weren't even sure we were going to have him on the floor, but I, I knew that was going to happen. Like we're that he's going to be there with me, um, and even though he wasn't in my corner, I mean, I, I could you know like I, I just having him there in general, mm-hmm. just having his spirit there, his energy, you know, he I was there in every aspect. He just wasn't in the corner, and I, and I think this also is a great testament not only to Mike but also uh, to Bill, you know, Bill, you know, taking a, a young freestyle wrestler. Um, you know, someone I mean, who hasn't, well, just, it hasn't been the main constant, uh, aim of con- concentration for him, you know, and being able to, you know, I tr- totally, you know, trusted Bill, um, to be in my corner, um, and even though, you know, you know it, even if Mike was just going to be in the back, in, in, in the back of, you know, as a second coach, um, I trusted him, um, and, you know, Mike trusted him, and I think that, uh, you know, that just shows how great of a coach that he is um, as far as, you know, and I'm i I'm a more of a personal person. Like if I get along personally, the coaching and wrestler aspects too will come along a lot more smoothly as well. And I think that's how it works out either way. Um, so, you know, uh, just, I had the trust in him. I, I had faith in him. Um, also Mike did as well. Um, we had some issues with the criteria and everything like that, as far as like getting the right credentials, credentials and everything. So, I mean, I, but uh, you know, I think overall, you know, it was a, it was a good decision, and uh, you know, and uh, it worked out to what it worked out to become, you know, not many people get to do the things, some of the things that I've done, and be a part of that. And um, I think also I've had I had a whole summer to kind of work with with Vatic as well, mm-hmm. um, so that helped with the uh, with the change. So it wasn't really like a, a total change, you know what I mean? Sure.
0: Yeah, and he just won the Olympic Coach of the Year for all sports last night while we're recording this, so that's a testament. Mm-hmm. You know, I, you know, I've, or not Olympic. I'm sorry, World Cup t- t- for the winning the World Championships this year as a team. So yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm looking at the bracket here, and you get a bye and then you beat uh, the Belarus guy seven to one. Then you beat the Iranian five to one. Now you're in the semis versus the Turk, and yeah, you know, yeah. and I'm watching this at home like all of us, and. Um, You know, I've heard a lot of different stories. One of the stories I heard is that you're partially deaf in one ear and that you didn't know you were losing. So walk me through the match and kind of tell me what you did or didn't know and when you knew what.
1: So through the match, one, I kind of felt, because I've watched the match uh, back a few times, um, I didn't feel – if there's any way, I certainly feel I feel that I I shouldn't have been in passivity um, at all during that match, um, mainly because I took every shot in that match, and that guy only took one. Yeah, um, I agree. He only took one shot through the whole entire match, and that was early on. And, you know, we defended it. And I almost darn near took him down. The only reason it wasn't a takedown is because if your leg's hooked in freestyle on the inside, it's not a takedown yet, right? Right. So, you know, so... I didn't get to the take them just because of that, and then after that, I was always on the attack, and so, um, so there was that, and then I gave up a passivity point. It was like, all right, um, and what was amazing to me is that he never he never got put he never got put on passivity, um, but I pushed him out, and at that point, I think this was a little bit of the inexperience. I thought for one that, okay, it's one to one. I scored last. I don't have to score again. All right. And So So you thought you were winning at that point?
0: Oh, yeah. I okay. thought I was ahead. Okay. That's good, what it looked like, but I'm just good. making
1: sure. Yeah, okay. Go ahead. Sorry. At that point, I think I'm ahead and everything. And, you know, the only reason um, I think that, you know, uh, I just didn't hear, you know, Zadik or them saying, like, hey, you know, you're, you're losing. You have to go until, like, everything had stopped because there was a point in time where I guess there was a break. And when we were wrestling and like that was to me, like, Hey, by the way, you're, you're losing. You know, you're like, yeah, I hit the <laughs> mat and screaming his butt off and everything. And be, you're losing. I was like, Oh, well that's not good. And there's five seconds left. Um, and it's kind of ironic, you know, um, how things work because in five seconds, if I had one more second, I would have been, yeah, I would have been in the finals. Right. Cause it, it, yeah. yeah. That, Maybe a half a second. Yeah. Right. But then in the, in the, in the, in the third, the third place match, you know, um, Perez walked away with six seconds, and I think I don't know. It doesn't really show this because I watched that match as well, um, and it doesn't. The TV doesn't show kind of me at times where I'm kind of like talking to Perez from across the mat. Oh. But like I'm 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 so emotionally upset, kind of upset in that moment right there a little bit. Like I don't know what to do with my face. I don't know what to do because what I would do for six seconds. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, well, you did
0: what you your six seconds and his six sec, six seconds were complete opposites, obviously. Yeah. Right.
1: But he had six seconds. I had I had five. Seconds, right. You know, so yeah. it's like what I was doing for one more second, and you have six seconds right here. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it was just so that was kind of like what was kind of going through my head and kind of my heart at that moment in time. Um, you know, but uh you know, at the end of the day, you know, you just come out with what you get, and then we go back, so, after, so let's go back to the circus match, so after the Turkish match, you know, we lose, and, you know, it stinks, um, Mike is in tears in the back, um, you know, that, you know, obviously, you know, is, is down well, but, you know, is also on the same boat of, like, we got to get it, we got to get back, and so yeah. I'm talking with Mike, and, you know, Mike is, you know, Mike, how he can get them, sometimes he can get you can He's so passionate. He can get emotional and everything. And I was just telling him, like, "Hey, man, you can't, you can't fall apart, you know." Yeah, I've right. heard this. You were calming him down, right? It's right. It's like, we got one more We got to, we got to do this, you know. Um, this is something we got to do. And um, you know, it's just I don't need. We can't fall apart. I need you now. I need you now more than ever. This is more. This is this is now the moment that that male you know, that I I need you more than ever. Like. You know, it was that moment. Now it's this one. you got to move on. Yeah. And, you know, so we, you know, we collect it. We hug it out. You know, we just say, you know, we're going go out there. We're going to do this. Um, you know, and uh, nothing but, you know, a solid force moving forward. You know, both from Mike, uh, myself, and Zadik, we, we all knew what we were going into. We knew we had a, a – well, actually, I didn't know who I was wrestling until until we got into the tunnel. But, um, um, but you know, we knew we had – no matter what, we had a tough – we had a tough uh, we had tough competition coming our way, and we had to step up to the plate, and that's what we did.
0: Yeah, and you said something. Obviously, for you know, I think pretty much everybody knows, but you beat the the Cuban for bronze. But you were saying you they, the camera couldn't see you in the last six seconds. What, what were you saying to him?
1: Well, I was just telling him like Get back out here and wrestle me, like like wrestle, like what do, what are you doing, like. <laughs> like it wasn't I, I understand I understand the call and everything like that, but like at this point, like and it was' like at this point, like the rest aren't going to the rest aren't going to like aren't gonna change their minds, they made their minds up on the challenge, you know, um, and you can't you know like even though people try, I don't know why, but like I'm pretty sure you can't challenge a challenge um <laughs> you know no. because they're gonna look at the same thing and they're yeah. gonna have the same. Like they already looked back on it. They're so not going to look like, at it
0: again. The same people looking at the same thing and come
1: up with a different result, right? Right. So I think that's why that rule is in place, and it makes complete sense to me. I don't see, you know. But um, if that were the case, if we could challenge challenges, I don't think we'd make it anywhere because every coach would throw it and be like, "Well, look at this," and everything like. Right. But um, but I'm just, uh, I'm just, most of them just like just wrestle me, like just come out here and wrestle me. Um, you know. Um. And, Like really, it's just it was just kind of it was just a lot, but you know it kind of all went away after um after you know you know get your hand raised. I mean, yeah, you take the win, you take the win. But uh, I definitely wanted him to wrestle. It was more like I think you know for me it's just like what I would do, and I've told people this too that I've asked like what I would do to have six seconds, you know, yeah. six seconds, you know six seconds I get a takedown, I'm in the finals, I'm not even in this match, you know, so um, I think that was a little bit what I was kind of getting at towards him, um, no, that's not me having any, like, uh, regret or having any,
0: no, it's reality, I'm one saying, more second, you know. could it changed your life,
1: yeah, right. I mean, That's just like, reality really of it, right, and I'm not, don't <laughs> me wrong. I'm also not hoping, like, I'm not like, oh, I hope Sal Perez, you know, takes you down in six, seconds or does <laughs> in six seconds, no, that's not what I'm saying either. I'm just saying that, but for six seconds, like you, you, like you owe it to yourself, and you owe it, you know, to your country, to the, your, your coaches, your your family, the people who helped you get here. You, know, you owe it to them to give everything you have, even if it's just six seconds. And you know, and what I would do to give back and give everything I had for this, you know, just to have one more second, so I could get just that one more to make it to the finals for the guys that helped me to get where I got. Where I've gotten.
0: Yeah, yeah, it makes. All the sense in the world, and I don't know if irony is the right word, but literally the five versus six seconds is is unbelievable. Just the positioning of that. So,
1: so oh, yeah, it's amazing.
0: Yeah, yeah. So let's jump ahead to Lincoln, 2017. Um, you know, obviously you're there to do a job, but for people like me that were watching, it's some of the greatest wrestling I've ever seen live in the United States. So you're in the finals, waiting. <laughs> David Taylor wins the mini tournament and then match one. You come back and win match two and set up what I can only describe as an epic match three. So, you know, one of the things that – a couple things went through my head, and I'm just going to ask them all, and you can, and I'll get, get out of your way. So, all right, w- walk me through the injury. Tell me how wet the mat was and, you know, if it felt like you were ice skating or whatever. What are you thinking after the injury when – you know, you got to still find a way to win or hang on, and then what was the actual injury diagnosis when it was all over?
1: So, during the injury, I was very, uh, well, I was very much in, in pain, and uh, I think the first thought was like, all right, how do we get this to stop, um, and then I was trying, the trainer comes out, and Mike comes out, and everything, everybody's out there, and I'm, I'm asking the trainer, is there anything you can do as far as like to, to brace it so that I can, you know, you know, still kind of use it and like dr- drive off it and use it mainly basically like it's fine. He's like, there's nothing I can do because you're, you're so wet. and <laughs> 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 It's kind of, you're too wet. There's not really much I can do for it. Everything. So I'm talking with Mike. I'm I'm, I'm talking with, uh, close Joe and, uh, just trying to figure out, you know, Mike's talking, he's like, you know, you might as well, you know, try and finish this match. Um, you know, Coach Joe is just basically like, can you, can you, can you do it, you know? And, um, you know, Mike's like, if it gets, if it gets too bad, we'll, we'll pull, we'll, we'll, we'll stop it. But at the same time, you know, we might as well finish this. We got this far. We're here. We're in this fight, this big beef and everything. And, uh, you know, so I, I pulled myself together. Um, after the match, uh, do you want me to go through the match? What I'm thinking as well, or just kind of you no, know, no, just after? like
0: so. So you get you get injured. You know you, you're going through this process. You decide to keep wrestling, which you know didn't shock me at all. So you come back. It, it looked to me like I talked to Sammy Julian, and who is the referee? You know I'm friends with him, and there's no rule for just stopping the match arbitrarily to wipe down the mat or the wrestlers. But, you know, you're yeah. obviously on a bum wheel. You know, I don't know if you felt like you could put any pressure on it. I know, you know, I've had, you know, I've, like, rolled an ankle really bad and done some stuff to my knee, and just the complete lack of confidence in a limb, you know, probably screws you up actually more than the injury.
1: So No, it definitely does. That's why people have take a tough time to come back from, from that, you know. That's why sometimes they don't seem the same. They're not hurt anymore, but, you know, it's just kind of like, relying on that it's kind of hard sometimes mentally so you go you score on
0: him when he's kind of chasing you down and then the last minute is kind of complete mayhem you know where you're you're wrestling you're engaging but obviously a you're winning and not trying to you know make any you know you do anything low percentage and b you know it's hard because you're injured and it's wet as hell out there so I mean, is it – in the last minute, is it just pure instinct survival or is there literally a game plan, like i got to circle this direction or, you know, what's going on there?
1: Um, I think a lot of things is that uh, – one big thing is, like, I wasn't going – like, I, I, I'm wondering the like, things I didn't want him to take this away from me, you know? Uh, uh-huh. I think that was a big thing. I didn't want this taken away and I didn't want um, – you know, I didn't want it to. Especially, I didn't want it to be because uh, of an injury. You know, and I don't think um, Taylor would have wanted it in the way either. You know. Um, yeah, so, I don't think
0: any real competitor wants to win that way.
1: Yeah. Right. So I, I, I definitely didn't didn't want want it to just be taken from me or just give it away. Um, so I think, in the, and I think in the whole entire, you know, from when injury happened to everything else, it, it kind of was instinctual. It was trying to find a way, find ways to to move and also to get to what I wanted to get to, and and capitalize on getting chances to score, um, you know, with, without being in, in so much, without making it worse or making it so much pain, um, you know, in uh, see, like there was one instance, like right after that, um, right after the injury, I don't know if you remember correctly, but we get getting kind of an over and under tie. Yeah. And he's backing me up. And he backs me up from one end of the circle all the way to the other, all the way out of bounds. Like I couldn't, I couldn't, I was trying to drive back, but my leg just gives every time. So I couldn't, I couldn't drive back because of the pain and everything. So then, you know, he pushes me out and then I just kind of fall. Um, and that's when he got tied up three to three. That was right after the takedown. Right. Um, you know, so, and then from so the next stanza, you know, it's just, I've got to score. I've got to find a way to work with this. And, and make this happen. So I think it kind of it kind of was instinctual because I don't remember processing it through my head about yeah. you know what kind of needs to happen. Like I don't remember having this conversation with myself at all. Um, you know, it's just basically just instinctually just find it, find a way to win, be smart, and uh, you know and, and score where you can't score, and uh, you know drain this time out and uh, and get this get this win and find a way. Um, and I think one thing also, too, is having Mike in my corner um, was definitely was definitely helping just, you know, I feed off, I, like, there's definitely something I feed off Mike, you know. I, I definitely feel that we, we feed off each other. Like, the energy, the you know, the camaraderie, the fun, um, what we have is definitely something special. So whenever I can, like, look over and I see him in the corner and he's just, you know, going at it, you know, that's somebody, you know. he, It's almost like if he were in the match right now, you know, like, it's uh, it's just seeing how how much he's into it just makes it so so it's like I can run through a wall for that guy. You yeah, know? the best how coaches make there. you
0: feel that way for sure.
1: But yeah, right. you know, and so I think that uh definitely when you have that kind of dilemma thing it definitely helps in the end. And then so afterwards, you know, we go get checked out. Um, so one, um, I had a tear in my joint capsule, um, which basically just holds the fluid in your knee. Okay. Uh, so my leg was. Literally, like imagine, I couldn't wear socks or I couldn't wear shoes because there would be so much pressure because all the fluid would go and leak down all my legs um, into my foot. So I had to sleep. I had to push my bed into the corner and sleep with my foot in the corner so it would be elevated so the, so the fluid would go back up into my thigh. Um, that sounds funny. And then I strained strain my to Um So I wasn't able to come even practice for about a month or a month and a half um, until I came back, uh, and I was on crutches for a little while there as well. Um, but they also put me in a boot so that the pressure would uh, push the fluid back up and get it back, back into my body. Um, but it was definitely, um, and that was probably the hardest thing was, you know, getting here. I, I knew that whenever I came back, it was going to be short on time. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as getting fully prepared for, uh, you know, for the world as a whole. And then, um, actually, when I, the day I got released, so this was something that people don't know either, the day I got released from my from my knee injury, I was wrestling at zoo and I was, getting, you know, I was getting my workout in, I was feeling great, things were good, and the next thing you know, I end up um, getting a high sprain, on my on my left ankle. So on the other leg, my left ankle. God, <laughs> no Jeez. joke. And it was it was it was bad. so that took me out for the next uh, pretty much for the next um, uh, training camp that we had as a team. And you know, I I did the things that I could because at that point I can't really sit around not do anything. But uh, it definitely it you know, definitely was a was a pain in the butt. It was a pain in the butt summer basically, literally. Yeah. Um, it was just, there's a lot of pain, um, but um, which made the tournament that I had, you know, a little bit, you know, it made me tough. At the same time, you know, I want to come out with gold. That's my, that's my, that's my job, and that's what, and that's my goal as a whole. So um, it definitely was a, it was a learning experience. It's not one that I regret. I don't regret anything as far as you know. I don't wish, you know, I do wish injuries didn't happen and stuff like that. But at the same time. Um, it was a time of a lot of growth, and um, I really got to find out a lot about myself as a person through uh, adversity, um, through the summer, um, especially through injury, which is something that I'm not really so familiar with because I'm, I've been blessed to not have. Knock on wood, I've been blessed to not be injured so much. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, your intestinal fortitude and mental toughness is is obviously really apparent in what what we saw you go through, and now with these details, but when I was at Mizzou about a month ago, you, you told me a great story about you and Thomas Gilman in the sauna where you weren't at the height of your mental toughness. <laughs> so do you, do you mind sharing that story with the listeners? Cause I cracked up for about 30 seconds
1: when you told me that. <laughs> so, like, so and me and Gilman and Gilman's a cool, cool guy, man. He, he's really, he's really laid back. Uh, you know, so, um, so, this, like, and we and we, me and him, are, you know, we've had a lot of conversations. We've talked and we've hung out, everything. So, uh, knowing that backstory and, and how we get along, this is kind of funny. But, um, so I'm in the sauna. I'm in on the ground. Like, I'm getting these last few ounces off of me. You know, it's in that moment where it's just like, oh, uh, I just want to get out of here. It's so hot. And that sauna had a, in, uh, in Paris was hot, like, really hot. And so I'm in there, and for some reason these people kept on leaving, like they would close the door, but there wasn't like a like something for like something for the door to like kind of la- a latch for the door to catch to yeah. close. So if someone put some tape or anything, but if you didn't close it hard enough, it wouldn't catch. So it would just keep swinging open, and it kept swinging open. It happened about three or four times, and then this last time it happened, I just snapped, and I'm like. Will you just please shut the door? And, of course, there's there's some choice words in there. Um, <laughs> kept it PG. Know, I appreciate that. Yeah. Right. You not, you not know how to close the door? Like, just close the door. You know that it doesn't have a latch. Come on, man. And then at that moment, Gilman, Gilman – no, I'm laying on the floor at this point because I'm like, I am done, right? <laughs> right. And Gilman's at the top, and Gilman goes – and he was the guy that walked in. I didn't even see him. With the lift. And Gilman goes – Well, if you weren't on the floor like a you would be, (laughs) (laughs) it wouldn't be such a problem, and there wouldn't be an issue and everything. We'll say he called
0: you a baby if you weren't on the floor like like a baby. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right.
1: You know what? I'll close the door. I got it.
0: That that was the part that (laughs) cracked me up when you go. That's right. I'll get it. I'll get the door. My bad.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And then, like, and then, like, you know, it was then later on. And then later on, you know, we talked. Like, man, you know, I, I would, you know, I respect you. I would never do that. It's just, it was just a wait. and the doorways keep closing, you know. He's yeah. So it, it blew over and everything. He was very understanding, but you know, he's definitely a guy that will stand up for what he believes and, and speak his mind. So, um, and I, I respect him for that. And uh, so I, I think that was pretty, pretty cool. So I mean, it's just uh, such a I'll, funny yeah.
0: story because you know, you guys do things, you know what you've done in in wrestling and what thomas did you know you know coming through that last chance qualifier and making it to the world finals i mean you know amazing you know and and you guys are different than a lot of us in a lot of ways but we've all been no matter how good you bad bad you are laying on that sauna floor ready to snap on somebody and then you know that part happens so it kind of just makes us feel like a little more human. So I love that oh, yeah. story. You know. Just, and I was with a buddy of mine, and he when you told it, and we were driving for about 15 minutes, he couldn't stop cracking up about that.
1: So. Oh, yeah. Like, it's it, it just, it, I think it's like, it's, uh, it's definitely one of those moments, like, I don't think people realize, like, when you're in that sauna, it's just, it's taking more than just your sweat out of you, all right? It's, it's, it's taking a lot more than just, you know, a couple of drops couple ounces off your body so I mean uh it's definitely something that I, I think that uh, you have to experience to really understand how that how that goes so I think some people definitely understand that as far as wrestlers and everything how how it may turn out to be and especially all it takes when you're in that moment to how little it may take but it, it just kind of kind of sets you over the edge you know mm-hmm. um, in that moment so I mean uh it was it was funny and uh afterwards, afterwards it, was, it was funny but i mean yeah it's um, really funny it, afterwards sure yeah. afterwards, like, what what is wrong with us like why i don't i would never because and that's the thing you say like i would never in a million years be like that with you man and then and then he just did it five minutes ago um <laughs> right but he wouldn't have said the
0: same thing back to you it's just it's the heat of the moment obviously
1: literally right. the heat of the moment
0: yeah yeah. yeah, literally, <laughs> I, <I'd> <laughs> I hate i be doing crazy things to you. Yeah, so. <laughs> so one of the things that I think is interesting is, you know, you took third in 2016, third in 2017. I wonder, did you have different expectations? Like, do they feel the same? Do they feel different? Like, were you happier with one or the other? I mean, I know obviously happy is the wrong word because you went there to win both times, but, I mean, What's sort of the difference of when you look back on your two performances in your mind?
1: Um, see, I think I'm very proud of my performances either way. Uh, the world championship performance, I'm not as proud as far as like I'm more proud of the accomplishment, not as far as my wrestling, because me and Mike have different views on this because we talked about it. I don't believe I wrestled my best at world. Um, or even remotely close to it. And he's like, you wrestled pretty darn good. And I'm like, no, no. But then considering, I think I'm proud of him in two different ways. Um, you know, I'm proud of the Olympic way uh, uh, bronze because of the, uh, you know, because it was just like not much was expected from me. I don't believe as far as the majority of the public eye. Um, I don't believe that people really expected me to do as well. I do. I do think there are a few out there that, that truly thought that, you know, I could do great things or even make the finals or even win it. I do believe that. But I think as a whole, I think people kind of felt like, well, he'll be all right, you know. Um, but to come out there and get a medal, um, I think that was the biggest thing, is just coming out there and just wrestling this style, getting out there and, and wrestling some of the best and kind of putting your name out there. I was very proud of that and um, how it represented my country um, as far as, you know, face adversity and coming back and um, and as far as, you know, just representing my family. I was very more so proud of like representing my family and my country in, in just a really good manner and a light way and, um, and just the experience and um, and taking full advantage of it, um, taking full advantage of my Olympic moment. I think uh, that's why I'm proud of that um, and not letting anything ruin it. I think for the world, I was more proud of myself, more proud of the accomplishment because not more than I'm saying more of myself because uh, it was, like I said, there was a lot of adversity Coming through that, and yeah, uh, there's a yeah. lot of adversity that led to it, and there's a lot of uh, there was a lot of downsides, um, you know, coming into it, uh, that you know could have could have been a could we could have let it you know hinder us before we even got there, um, or even let it break us or let it you know tear us down. And the fact that we stay strong and like and you yes, have to get me wrong, you get me wrong too. Like it wasn't just that, not only the adversity as we led up to it. But there was adversity through the whole tournament yeah. as well, you know. We, we got, you know, where we were down by. Uh, was she you it, down like six zero in a trap arm gut in one in one of yeah. those matches? Yeah, it's the second one against West Finland. Yeah. So you know, first match we go against Germany, we have a tough match against Germany um, for some reason, and at that point it's just kind of like you know, I I and this is funny too. So I go back. And the Henson and, and Mike are in my corner. Great guys, both of them. I have a yeah. great relationship with both of them. Both of them are two, family to me.
0: Two real low key guys,
1: right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. And so that, that's funny, too. We'll get to that later. <laughs> so, so I go back with Henson and Mike. I'm like, hey, you know, like, I, I just didn't feel right. You know, things like and like, You know, we're like, ah, oh, it's the first match. You know, we'll get over it. Got it out of us. Get the blue out of us. So we go in the second match, and we end up getting down six to zero in the first period. We get taken down. The guy arm spins us. We don't get arm spun. We defend that, but you know, pops his head out in the end and takes us down. It gets our arm trap, rolls us twice. Um, <laughs> and then I in, in the video, if you ever watch it, go watch it on YouTube. You can see all the matches on YouTube. I've watched them all. And on, and track, our, wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on track wrestling. Yeah. So yeah, YouTube easier to navigate. Um, <clears throat> um, <laughs> But, but uh, you know, I, I you look at me, and I look at my mic, and I'm, like, on my elbows before I get up. I look at him. I'm, I'm, I kind of smirk, and I just shake my head. I'm like, well, this, this is going to be one of those matches. You know, <laughs> <laughs> There's a big hole to climb out of here, yeah. Like, yeah, we're down 6-0 to zero now, huh? So, you know, we go and we wrestle, um, throw them for four, come back, you know, get some takedowns, end up winning 9-6, to six, go into the next match against – uh the Poland, pulling guy. Now this Poland guy uh, has given me fits before because I wrestled him in uh, Mongolia, and I rest, I only beat him four to one, but the last takedown didn't come. It was two to one until the last like five seconds, you know. So he, he has given me fits before, um, and that's a tough match to let alone and do adversity. And then you know we make it to the semis, we're um, or, or facing a guy from Slovakia, and um, you know we get caught in a in a uh, kind of this. Weird, I guess inside out, like weird kind of like fireman slash arm throw. I don't, I don't know, but uh, it's definitely definitely one that uh we get caught in it. We're down six to zero, and then we're just fighting to come back again. Um, and we just didn't get it. We just didn't get it, you know. Um, I tried my best and went out there and got it, but uh, um, we just didn't get the job done. And so then we had to move on for third, just like just like before. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's just uh. And then we move on after that, you know, we go to the third and third place match. I, I'm, I'm still tipped to say third and fourth, but I know there's not really a fourth, so I have to say third. The third place match. Right,
0: that's right. There's third and fifth. That's right. Yeah.
1: So third place match. And, uh, and um, you know, I started and just went out there and wrestled. Of course, you know, there, there was, you know, a little bit adversity. But, there was you know, then there was more adversity. Let's, 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 we won't be shy about it. The world knows about it already. We've let it go, we've moved on. Right. So there was more adversity then there, um, right before that and then after that. And so um get to there and then we wrestled, we beat um our, our world champion um, you know, eight to zero. Um I didn't know that he was a world champion until I think after the match and I was just like, you know, oh that's <laughs> nice to you know.
0: Must be nice. Yeah. yeah, just late
1: beatings on world
0: champions and not know what happened.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, but you I mean, uh, know, he's a. But, uh, it was it was a really uh, good match and uh, yeah, you know and uh, but overall I was just proud of the adversity throughout the whole entire process through the summer, the tournament itself, um, you know, outside forces on the tournament, and then you know everything just a uh, a lot of adversity to be faced. Um, even just before World Team Trials, there was a lot of adversity. So, I mean, and even, you know, just everything. There was so much adversity over that summer. And so, I mean, I think that just to come out and perform and get that accomplishment, that is what I'm really truly proud of um, as far as what I uh, what uh, I accomplished over the summer.
0: Yeah, it's, it's impressive. So kind of look into the future. I know for the foreseeable future you're going to go – 92 kilos, 202.4. I know, you know, we talked about that about a month ago. I'm assuming most people know that that that's public. So if you, are you, I guess two questions. Are you planning on wrestling through 2020? And if so, uh, what weight do you go then?
1: Uh, I do plan on going through 2020. Uh, I still plan on going 86 for the 2020 Olympics. Okay. Okay. So um, one thing I did do was uh, I talked to Rob Skinner, who is the nutritionist at uh, the OTC, or at least he's he's a trainer there. But uh, he he got me uh, a a diet plan to kind of help keep my my weight down. Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, I'm definitely looking to, you know, to follow through with that and to help myself, uh, you know, make the transition to – 86, again, you know, a lot smoother, yeah. uh, a lot easier. And it's going to need to be, especially with the, how the tournament's change being on the same day. Yeah. Um, but uh, I don't believe as far as a, uh, a physical standpoint, like I, I know people would be like, well, you're going 202. Why would you get a little bit smaller and bring your weight down? Well, it's because I don't feel that my uh, my strength or my physical attributes Will be hindered from being a little bit lighter, you know. Um, right. I, I I don't feel that way. I don't feel that I've ever, and I've never in my life have I ever felt out guns, out muscled. Um, <laughs> I've never, I've never felt like 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 what I mean is like wrestling is, it's just there's so many factors that go into wrestling that it's not just about your muscles, not about how fast you are. It's that's the beautiful thing about our sport. There's so many different ways to win. Right. That I don't feel that that's the main attribute that I need to be concerned with. There's 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 plenty more. I might need to be focusing on my technique, on making sure that I feel good for each and every tournament. Um, but I do plan on coming back down to 86 for 2020 um, and going for that Olympic gold in Tokyo. I
0: love it. I love it. Well. Um, the last question I have is usually on this show, I interview assistant coaches and I had, you know, in the off season, I interview whoever. And when I had, uh, Brian on a month or two ago, you know, he really, you know, thought it'd be a great idea if you came on. So I have to ask you one coaching question at least. So, um, you know, so what's it like coaching now, especially with guys you've been teammates with and what do you like the least and most about coaching?
1: Um. Well, it's actually it's really cool now um, to kind of be on the other end. Uh, you know, I I I used to think that it would be a little bit more difficult just because of having that history, you know, with guys. Um, so I, I thought it would be difficult, but it turned out to actually be really cool. Um, I feel like you know guys respond well respond well to me. Um, I feel that uh, you know, it was. It's more. I feel a lot more uh, obligated to do more for them. Um, not, not not so much. It's not so much of an obligation. Even it's more of like I want to do more for them, and I want more for them than I ever had. You know, it's it's so much. It's actually easier to focus on all of them now than it was when I was wrestling. Because I, I you know I, I I gotta I gotta do what I gotta do. Because you know it's kind of like one of those things where you know how people talk about. Well, the team aspect will take care of itself if you do what you gotta do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, so doing that, uh, so I think that was something that definitely I like the change of, as far as what I like about coaching, I like, you know, I like seeing improvement the, even the small, the slightest bit of improvement makes the biggest difference in the world for me, you know, um, it, I don't know, it just, it totally brings, uh, it just it could be storming, tornado, whatever outside. It would just bring be a light in my day, just seeing a small improvement and seeing them like seeing and feeling the confidence that they get from getting something down or becoming you know becoming better. You know, I love being asked questions. I love when a wrestler comes and asks a question. You know, it says, "Well, what about this?" And try I just I just li- I like it a lot, and um, I like feeling that trust that they have in you. Just you know to kind of, like, like, have the answer to help them figure it out. Um, it's really cool. Um, the one thing I don't like is how stressful it is to just be in a corner, sitting in a, you know, either sitting in a chair or just waiting on the side. Just, it stinks, all right? It, 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 You're it singing to the choir,
0: Jaden, literally. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's the one thing I don't like is just – and half the time I'm not even sitting like, – like, you know how people used to go, like, well, the brands are always up in their chair, and you see John, the John Smith and the Penn State, you know, the tails are all in the chair. I feel what they feel now. I understand why. <laughs> There's something about sitting in that chair that isn't right. And so you have to stand up at least. You, like, yeah. in order to get the fulfillment of what you're doing, you have to stand up, you have to yell <laughs> a lot, and you have to kind of sometimes be upset, you know, and, and, and everything and be that guy. You know, so I understand completely now why, you know, you be like, what's wrong with him? Why is he doing that? I understand that now. I get that, you know. At um, you know. the ripe <laughs> old age in,
0: of 22, you figured it
1: out. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Especially in tight matches. And I think it's so much like you care. Like some people think like, oh, you know, he's always doing this, blah, blah, blah. Like, no. Like, it's just like you care so much. Like when you put hours among hours amongst hours with these guys, yeah. Um, working on and working with them and, and helping them and wanting them to succeed. You know, not necessarily not even for your benefit. It's not even for you. Like like all it goes to like all they're gonna say is like, yeah, he's coached this many whatever and all Americans and national champions one day. But so that they can experience, you know, this this fulfillment and a sport that you completely respect, that you love, that, that you that you've given your all to. When you've given it to all these guys and you're giving your all to them you want them to succeed. You have such a drive for them to be great at what they do that you, you push for it so much. And, uh, and you want it so bad that it literally like when you're not out there with them, like don't get me wrong, you have full complete faith in them and trust in them. It's just, it's just so much into that. You know, it's just that bond is so strong. You can't, you know, you can't do anything but get up out of your seat and just and go nuts for it. You want them you want them to feel that you're in that battle with them and everything. And, like, granted, people are different. People respond differently to different kinds of coaching. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I definitely see why, uh, you know, those coaches definitely go create Every coach, pretty much, and I've, I've seen every coach at least once
2: uh, get right.
1: up and, you know, start going nuts. So uh, you definitely see why there's so much passion behind what they do um, and behind their guys. Well,
0: you made the comment that, you know, a guy like Mike Ironman, you would run through a wall for him. And I think the best coaches would run through a wall for their guys. You know, that they, like you mentioned, the, the level of investment, you know, especially if you're a guy that recruited a kid there and, you know, you made promises to parents and, you know, you, you know, you want to treat them right. You treat them like, you know, in your, at your age, you know, like a little brother, you know, my age, like my own kid and, right. and, you feel this obligation to sort of wring every last ounce of ability out of that guy so that when he looks back, they don't have any regrets. And I think it's super cool for you to be able to go through that process while you're still a super, you know, elite, one of the best in the world guys, because it'll probably make you better at both. It'll probably make you a better student when you're learning from these other coaches. And clearly it's going to make you a better coach, you know, the more you do it. So I think that's that's amazing for you.
1: Oh, definitely. I, I definitely have already experienced, you know, being a better student as far as, you know. I and Like now, not only do I have to be able to show stuff, I have to be able to explain it and uh, break it down yes. and really yes. step into it. So definitely learn, learn a lot. Um, and what's even better with the coaching, too, is that these guys, they bring up ideas that, you know, back. Oh, it's like, well, what about this? You're like, I never thought of it like that. And so they add more onto it. So it's definitely a great journey to be on um, with such a great group of guys as well. So um, I'm excited and I'm I'm grateful for this opportunity for sure. Well, I'm
0: grateful for you coming on the show. Um, I've known your family ever since your brother was a senior in high school and I drove down there to recruit him. And your uncle and your mom have both sung the national anthem at my charity events. So um, this is probably the longest I've ever got a chance to speak to you, but I, I, please pass along my best to uh, to your family. Um, I love your mom, Kathy. She's awesome. And um, I just want to wish wish you all the best, uh, you know, both competitively and as a coach in, in, in the months and years coming up here, Jaden.
1: No, definitely. Definitely will. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me.
0: And just remember, if you ever do Brazilian jiu-jitsu, you're still not allowed to slam anybody. That has not changed since the last time we it spoke. It makes no, <laughs> that no at all. That's, we'll have to come on. I'll have to have you on another time and explain that. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, I'm, sure, I'm not sure I'll see you before Christmas, so please, happy holidays to you and your family, okay? To you as well. Thanks so much. Ladies and gentlemen, Olympic bronze medalist Jaden Cox from Missouri, this is David mirakatani I'll speak to you next week.